Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And what's good, everybody? This is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is The God Show. Make some noise. And today we have a very special guest. I have told this man, and I think he thinks I'm playing because I've said it behind closed doors, but I've told this man, him and DJ Trauma are my favorite DJs. Yep. Party DJs, by far. I've been to so many Mars parties, so many trauma parties, and the Super Friends be killing it. Thank you. We have our, and he's also here with us, gracing us, very kind folks, from being on a world tour. <laughs> he's on, he's Usher's DJ also. Let's give it up for my man and yours, DJ Mars. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's go, my brother. I immediately hang up. Let's, hey, let's go, brother. Let's go. Let's go. It's all to the good. Oh, let's go. Back me up. I love a dad. Tamir, let's go. All right. So you are a DJ. You've traveled all over the world, worked with all type of artists. What is your favorite city to party in? Um, you know, it's, that's a ill question because every city slash country has a different kind of energy, mm-hmm, right? Agreed. So I'll, I'll kind of break it down into continents. Like when I'm playing in Africa, whether it's South Africa, East Africa, West Africa, the energy there is on a trillion. Like they really go crazy. in Americans, not so much now because Afrobeat is kind of taken over. And Amapiano is next. But Americans had a certain connotation of what Africa was like. And it's not what we were taught, yeah. right? So I remember the first time I played in Africa was in 97. Um, Abe Watson brought me and DJ Trini over there. And uh, the biggest records at that time was anything, any record by Tupac mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. Now that's and Michael Jackson? And Michael Jackson in 1997. Wow. Like, so, so the audience knew everything from Pac to Mike. And then everything in between, um, they were uh, way more musically advanced than than what America would would consider them to be. So, so I, I say that to say every country slash continent has a different energy. In in the Asian markets that I played, they're definitely different. Like you'll be over in Asia, and the backpack kids are listening to Deep Outcast. I'm talking Outcast album cuts. Wow. No pun intended. They're listening to Wu Tang. Like it is just different. Um, Britain heavy reggae, heavy deep R and B. Um, so it's just different. Like every space has its own musical personality. What is your favorite? Favorite country? What, what is like? What? What is? What, if you are like Ali getting ready for a fight and you got your <laughs> stuff on, what place are you the most excited to play? Man. Um, I would say Africa because it's so dope to see our people yes. rock with us. You, you know what I mean? Yes. Like seeing, seeing the music that we create over here trans, translate to them, seeing the music that they create mm-hmm. translate back to them from an, from an American DJ standpoint. 
So whenever I play Africa, it's in a big stadium, oh, 30, wow. 40, 50,000 people. It's nuts. Like, so just imagine that. We so, need, we need, we need a. By the way, Jordan, we need a flex button. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's not somebody flex. We just need a job. Hit him with the flex. Hit him with the flex. This man said thirty thousand people. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. Keep on. Let's keep it going. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that was you know that was the truth. Like it's it's amazing. The first time I played there, we were on a horse track, right? You you know the mm-hmm. OTB type horse track, and from the stage's position. It was people as far as I I couldn't see the end of the crowd. I could not see it. I could not see it. This is in 1997. Who were you there with? It was was Abe Watson from Rose Bar brought me and DJ Trini. So it was two American DJs and then a bunch of um, West African DJs. We were in Nairobi. So hold on, all Crazy. these people were there just to hear DJ's play? Just to hear oh, DJ's play. Oh, wow. This I, I, I think you talking about when you were no, Usher. No, no. <laughs> this was in 97. Real flex. Now, hey, you need to hit him with the real flex. <laughs> they came to see DMX me, motherfucker, style. not those guys. Nah, <laughs> nah. Was, yo, bro, this was 97. Wow. 97. Can DJs even do that now? Like, yeah, yeah they, they, they're doing that. They, they can. So the reason why it doesn't happen in our sector is kind of deep. Black male American promoters... They're dumb. They 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 have not figured out the thing that makes the globe move, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at EDM promoters, who's the top billing at, at yes. an EDM party? It's the DJ. Yes. Right? A black male hip hop promoter will say stuff like, Man, after I ain't putting him on the flyer. I knew him when mm-hmm. I was paying him a hundred dollars. Let me go get this Instagram yes. model on a month. Who right? I don't know. Who I who I don't know who next month will be invalid. Mm-hmm. Let me go get her mm-hmm. or Rap Trapper of the Week, and that's what we focus on. That's why our parties are so one lane because the and, and I'm blaming it on on the brothers. Like they haven't evolved. Like they they haven't evolved. Like if if you look at the big EDM festivals, they're not promoting artists. No, they're, they're promoting the DJ who turned into an artist because they they figured it out. Like so, if Africa figured it out in '97. Right. This is yep. 97 before yes. we even knew that that type yes. of traveling was possible. Mm-hmm. If Africa figured it out in 97, why are we? I know, you know, yes. As soon as uh, by I, the way, said, I love this conversation, I didn't even think we was going to go here. This is incredible. Let's go. As soon as I said they're dumb, I'm sure five names popped in your head of, of promoters who literally promote the same thing. Like the parties haven't evolved like the DJ has evolved. The, the Atlanta DJ has turned into the celebrity DJ, but the promoter hasn't caught up to them. Mm. The parties are literally the same. Like, it, there's no progression. So so to answer the question, why hasn't it happened with us, is because the leaders of the pack, the promoters, haven't, they're, they're stuck on promoting the same thing. The models, the cars in the parking Celebrities, lot. Celebrities, yes. Yeah, all the stuff that doesn't make big ticket events, it doesn't make those move. But that's what we're stuck on. Wait, I got to drag you on one of me and Ray's arguments real quick. I, I need you to, because, you know, you said you done been everywhere. <clears throat> Who's the biggest consumer of rap music right now? Well, colored people. I would say colored people because there's 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 more colored people on the planet than there's others, right? Wait, when so, you say colored, are we talking about, like, all the browns? All the browns, all the yellows, all the reds. Colored people. You, I don't care what country continent you go to hip-hop especially atlanta hip-hop is on the ground moving 
You go to South America, it's us. You go to Asia, it's us. You go to Africa, there's more Africans than there are African Americans. Mm. And, and and it's I walked into a sneaker shop and I heard a DJ drama and Don Cannon and Sense mixtape in South Africa. Wow. It's us. Like I, I called Cannon from the spot, like, yo, son, listen to this, yo, they playing your joint. <laughs> like American hip hop is probably the number one um, culture commodity across the planet. Like it's it's literally. I was in um, Ireland. I was just looking at these kids looking like us. Mm -hmm. they, they literally was dressed like us. Now we're talking Ireland. Mm. So th who who did I help out? You or her? No, you, no, 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 no. You 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 didn't help neither one. That's not even <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> my my thing is, I want to ask you. Um, and I feel like you are one of the rare people we can ask. And I don't know why. I have some theories, but. I don't know why. Why is it that, and it's two parts. The first thing is, is that why is it that the black DJ have it, hasn't been able to capture the touring and business the way uh, the EDM guys have done? Like Khaled is probably the closest one who's like kind of went up, but you know, I'm, I'm just speaking like, why is it that we just don't, like why is it that trauma's at Philip, um, Phillips Arena tonight? And we coming out. Why is it? Why isn't that happening? Well, if you if you it's the training. I'm not. You know, I'm not beating up the promoter, but it's the training that the promoter has done. Right. The the promoter has trained. You know, he's the Pied Piper, mm -hmm. and he's trained the audience to not focus on the essence. Mm. Right. It, again, you know, I said it before, he's training the the audience to focus on the stripper, the drug dealer, the cars in the parking lot. The bottles. He, if you look at a flyer, if the DJ's name is on the flyer, it's literally a line item. Yeah, music it, by Rose that's Rose. it. There ain't no pictures, so they don't invest in that. So our people in the states historically aren't taught to pay attention to that. But in other genres, they're taught that whether whether it's EDM or 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 um, it's just any other genre aside from ours, they're taught that. The ill thing is, we created that. Mm. The hip-hop DJ wasn't the first DJ, but the hip-hop DJ made DJing cool. cool. Period. The, cool. Not even like, close. Cool. Like, cool. It's the reason why two-pair turntables sell versus just one. one. Yeah. It's the reason why there's <laughs> Serato versus you carrying your crates. Like, the hip-hop DJ has made it so that everybody wants to be a part of the game. But the hip-hop promoter... It, it's it's male ego driven. Again, I love I can, that. That's that's he's right. By the way, it, it's 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 some dude that we all know that will say, "I remember I was paying Mars a hundred dollars back in '91. I ain't putting his name on the flight. He'll have so much energy, like it's almost like I offended him by saying, Yo, this is where I'm at right now.' Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then and I think it's also they want to put you in your place. They can't wait to remind you that oh, shit works in Africa, mm -hmm. bro. Here, we don't give a fuck mm -hmm. about none of that shit. We don't care nothing. We don't care about who you are, which you you want this money, or guess what? There's a thousand other DJs. But that's why even how I started off, why I said trauma and and Mars my favorite, because you go to parties. Mm -hmm. And when you go to parties, you know, usually every vibe is the same. And then you go to some parties, you like, yo, you're not like shit. This is before I started even exploring with like this. I don't even drink. I'm just in the club, straight <laughs> face, and all of a sudden the song play. I'm like, who the fuck, who the fuck is this? And I'm like, Trump, Mars. I'm like, damn. So for me, I, I, I understand that. But the second question I was gonna ask you is, is why is it that hip hop 50th year is not 
celebrating the DJ like they need to. Hip Hop 50th was started by the DJ. Um, I got a great answer for that because I sit and look and get mad every day. <laughs> it, it's, it's because it's a hashtag, which means it's a marketing ploy by these companies. They don't really care about Hip Hop 50 because January 1st, if you go to them with a hip hop related theme, January 1st, 1st 2024, they're going to tell you that's old. It's over. Gonna, yeah, that, that was last that, year. We, 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 we don't fit hip hop 51, 50 more years from now. <laughs> right. Maybe 60 will catch us. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like, they're doing it because it's a buzzword today. They don't really care. Yeah. You can tell by who they're celebrating. They're literally celebrating the same people. And, and it's super easy to celebrate. So I'm going to name names, not to say yeah, that these people, for sure. just for example's sake. Is it easy to say, okay, we're going to do a show, let's get Song Pepper, let's get LL, let's get um, so-and-so. That's like, that's easy. Yeah, of course. That, that, that's easy. Yeah. Okay, to your point, like, if you're celebrating hip, hip-hop's 50th, why aren't you talking about James Brown? Not hip-hop music, by the way. Right. Hip-hop culture. Period. Yes. Like, hip-hop, the, hip-hop didn't have its first hit until 79. So if that's the case, that's 43 years ago. Like, why are we talking about, that means I don't hear nothing about the DJ. I don't hear nothing about the graffiti artist. You don't hear nothing about the break dancers. You don't hear nothing. It's just Quavo and Offset. (laughs) No, I'm not being, I'm being honest. Like, for me, for me, it's it's almost like hip hop has been whitewashed. Hip hop has been whitewashed. And until thinking that it's only about the person with the mic. And there was the, if you pay attention, hip hop. The, the, the hype man was just as important as the rapper. Mm-hmm. The, the, the DJ yeah, was the leader. Yeah, it was Eric B and Rakim. Him, mm-hmm. Jazzy Jeff and, and the, the Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. It was the, the, the DJ was a core part. I never part. thought about that. Yeah, no, no, no. We yeah. moved away from that. Because, like, because yeah. it, it becomes easy to break us. When you got poor people that, and the only thing on the line is money, we sometimes sell our soul to the people who, we, who, who telling us, hey, you can make a lot more money. You don't need him. He's yeah. a producer. And then tell we him, you don't need him. Take your sound and let's go give it to 10 other people. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's just an economics thing that kicked in. But yeah. I just feel like DJs don't get it. And to answer my thought process to you, what you said about DJs, because I never, I, I thought about it was, it feels like, and I said this prior, that it, it feels like black culture has become one set of people. Drug dealers, strippers, street niggas, rappers, and it's and I feel like they've forgotten the experience part of it. Yeah. Because one thing I'll tell you about going to like a, a, a when you go to like a getter or one of those DJ parties, it don't even matter what the fucking song is. It's just the and people are on drugs and they dance and they have they are there strictly for the experience. And our we're telling people that you it's like my famous friend Don Vito says, they're marketing the who people that want to be like you. Mm-hmm. They're saying all the girls that want to be like Ari come to her party. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so they're not marketing to like the regular people that work nine to five. That's just like, I just want to go out and have a good time. And because, because they forgot the experience. I think that's also why the nightclub has suffered because now a club ain't popping if it ain't hosted by a celebrity mm-hmm. and the yeah. celebrities are charging Celebrity prices, and now the, the, the nightclub owners can't hold it up now because it's like, I can't pay you $100,000, pay for the club, and still walk away with Any something in profit. my pocket. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to your point, there's several several pieces to, to that layer. I noticed this on tour, right? It, 
I was touring with Kerry Hilson. So th- this particular package, it was Kerry Hilson, Lil Wayne, T-Pain, and I think Rick Ross, right? So we were doing what, what we call sheds, right? Like um, outdoor venues, um, summertime, dope vibes. And you would see the white concert goers would come, khaki shorts, flip-flops, baseball hat turned to the back, T-shirt. They're coming to have, have a, a good great time. Tour. Our people were coming to look better than the person the on stage. Agreed. So it, I don't care what yes. market we, yo, you could be in Columbus, Ohio. You could be in Columbus, Georgia. Yeah. It didn't matter. You could be in Albany, New York, or you could be in Northern California. Our people come to be the star of the show because we are, we are performing Guilty. with the artists. So Lil Wayne comes out, does his song. Carrie Hilson comes out, does her song. What are, what are we doing? We're turning our phones mm-hmm. around and we look in and we yeah. So we're not even we're having a good time because right. that's what a good time means in 2024. But we're not having a good time because we're performing instead of enjoying. Yes. So like we just digest um, artistry differently. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of not cool. Like because the fun is gone. Like. They have fun because they're not coming to be the star. They they paid their money for the fun. you to entertain them. them. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not yes. they're not coming to be brighter than we're looking. So if you're from, this is the ground. That's the stage. You're looking up, and I'm not saying look up like you put this person on no pun intended on the, on a god pedestal, but you look up because that's where they are. Our people want you focus on them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like so. We kinda, are the show. Right. That's all. I'm gonna tell you something funny. Can I tell you something funny? (laughs) So, what up, everybody? This is Ray Dangs, aka the Culture Referee. You already knew that, but what you didn't know about I bet is a new distribution company called Two Loss Distribution. They're the most technologically advanced distributor in the world. They distribute your music to more stores than any distributor out there, and they only charge you three dollars a month. Yep, three dollars a month. And they don't charge you any money to collect your royalties. So you get 100% of your royalties. Y'all know how some of them distribution companies be asking for, you know, it's distribute with us, but they take 20%. These guys don't take any of that. They charge $3 a month to distribute all your music. And if you use the code GODS, which is going to be on the bottom of the screen, when you add your discount code, you get three months free. So... If you're looking for distribution, you need distribution, you're looking for the best distribution company to work with, Two Loss is the fastest growing distribution company out there. Mess with them, tell them Ray sent you, you're gonna get some money off. I have a friend of mine who is like big in boxing, right, huge in boxing. And we had a boxing event, Gervonta had a fight here. It had to be about two years ago, whenever he fought here. And it was about, it was a, it was a October day, so it should have been cold, mm-hmm. but it was like 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. Right? They still were 60. It was, 50, it was 5,000 minks in the crowd. And my, man, and my man was like, why the fuck is all these black people wearing their mink coats? First of all, where did they buy them from? Right. Why are you? It's a fight. It's 70 degrees outside. I didn't even but, know Atlanta people had me. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, it's a mink coat whole factory right next door to us. But I'm saying, I'm just saying. I'm saying, my man. So let me tell the 40 part. So I'm with my man who's from LA. And I'm like, 
it's gonna be some mix in the in the in. I, I know Atlanta. I'm like, it's gonna be some. Yo, what's wild? <laughs> I know what out. night you're talking about. Yes, and I was, I it's gonna be minked out. And we, he was like, no way, bro. We have on t-shirts. We have on shirts with collar shirts. I said, nigga, it's Atlanta. Word. We are coming for the. We are. Not, we don't give a fuck about the fight. We are coming <laughs> we for the show, yeah. nigga. We are. Part, we saw yeah. Frank. Luke, we saw Frank <laughs> Lucas oh, one fucking yeah, mink yeah, coat. Yeah, 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 we yeah. wearing a mink coat oh, to the fight. God. It was minked out. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they were shining brighter than the diamond that night. I remember. Black, I, black people was going to do that, but I, I just feel like we got to also get to that place of experience and having a good time because that's one thing that white people will do. You got them that they 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 got the drugs on the plates, X <laughs> weed, shrooms. What do you want? They gonna but, drop uh, the music and it's like God is in the room. It's right. like it could be raining. We don't give a fuck. To like, prove your point, <laughs> correct. A lot of those EDM DJs make records day of, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say it's the Tomorrow World Festival. They will make a Tomorrow World edit of a song that none of us ever heard. So I know it's they're not coming because they know the music. They know some of them. Yeah. They definitely do. But they're coming for the experience because these DJs are playing records that literally they created. And they'll tell you, we made, I made this record for tonight. The first time, they will say, the this is the first time the yep. world has heard this record. While we... And I don't mind how we party in terms of playing records that people know, um, but it keeps you it keeps you boxed in. Like in my laptop, I got thirty thousand records. I depending on what audience I'm in front of, I probably because I push the envelope, probably in a night get through two hundred. Wow, that's a lot. That's that, that's because one, I'm playing them quick and I'm pushing. I'm pushing, pushing, twenty pushing. seconds a song or something. A verse, a verse and a half. You ever heard Jimmy Iovine's advice on how to win in life? Have you ever, he, he, one of his, sure. one of his rules in life is he said, you got to be like the DJ. Mm. He tells anybody, he said, if you want to win in life, you got to be like the DJ. And he was like, the D, while everyone is dancing to this song, the DJ knows the next song and the next song and the next song. And he's, because he knows the next song, he or she is bored with this song. Oh, yeah. So they're like, I can't wait to get to the next. next. And some people kind of like just like to stay there. He's like, you got to be like a DJ, man. You got to go to the next song. Like, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it going forward. Because people are, people are, because he said, basically, if, if you don't, people will get bored yeah. and leave the floor. So you kind of got to keep mm. them there. It's like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Remember Mike Tyson? He knock you bong, 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 bong. You, you know, kick a pre-style of DJing, which, you know, I come from that school of DJing that hits you in the head quick, 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 quick. Because... We will get bored. Yeah. Like, you, you know our people. Yeah. Oh, this thing's back. Like, yeah. I hate when yeah. DJs play the whole song. That, that blows See? my mind. <laughs> what you, you say? Get me out of here. If she's the DJ from plays Harlem, the whole so song, she, she's why are you playing to, the whole song? Like, yeah. play the most important verse and get on. Like, <laughs> or when you cut off the wrong verse, Ooh, I that sends that me to the moon. Like, bro, if... All right, you ain't anyway. happy with it. You ain't yeah. happy with it. Who you think is the most important person in the party? Because I've seen a DJ post, DJs are the most important people, the most important person at a party, and they chewed him up. Because the crowd, they think they're the most important. That's really what it was. I think the most important thing is the energy. And y'all control the energy. It, 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 it's a collaborative effort, right? Okay, so, I'll, I'll take so collab. Let's say, let's say I'm DJing a party. You, it's Friday. It's June 5th. Making up a date. It's Friday, June 5th. You just got a promotion. You and your girls come to the, y'all came out to celebrate you, right? Mm -hmm. That's energy. So from a DJ standpoint, what I do is I'm looking at people walking the door. I can tell who the wallflowers are before they even get to the wall. Really? I can tell, I can, I can tell 
who the person in the crew is the leader of the crew, right? I can tell by playing one or two records if that crew is going to allow me to go to the left. So I say allow because it's a collaboration. I can't go to the left if nobody in there is musically progressive. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I can't. Even though in my soul that's what I want to do. So what I do is I find, let's say I find you. You're from Harlem. So in my head, I don't know you at all, but I see you walk in and I play an A. Marie record. A Marie, dope artist, but not everybody plays it. But if I see you react to A Marie, you know, you know, yeah. you know, black women yeah. they do this, put their head yeah. head down, hands That's up. If, if I see her do that, then I say, okay, I can I play something else. Yes, I can. I can go because I got you. Yeah. And I I categorize you as a leader of the pack. Once once you get the the, the diamond crew moving, everybody else mm-hmm. moves. So then even the goofball guys who may not know those records because they're trying to get <laughs> your, your attention, they're going to act, act like, like they, they, so I, never I find that. the yous in the, you know, whoever you are in the club, find them and talk to them first. Cause then that basically that conversation between my records that I'm playing and the records I see you reacting to says I can go other places later on. I could play a deeper, um, a deeper, Afrobeat set because I know there's musically progressive people in the club, so it's it's vibe and discovery is the most important. I, I'm just excited, man, because I really like I love what I do, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm good at what I do. You create the records I play, exactly. So <laughs> when I see you talking, for me, I'm hoping that if you're watching this, you're listening, and you're understanding that he's speaking about showbiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's speaking about serving an audience. Like he's not. He's a DJ. He could say, "Fuck all of y'all." I want to hear Master P right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see some Harlem girls in here, but I'm going to Texas because that's what <laughs> I feel like going. No, you literally are like, I see what the people like, and I feel like artists can learn from that. Like, mm-hmm. give the people what they want, not what you want them to have. Because mm-hmm. if you get, because and then that's to be the disconnect. Why you don't want this? They don't want that motherfucker. The same reason why you don't want something that they want. Yeah, yeah. So when you talk, and I'm just loving. That's why I'm like, damn. That's why he one of my favorite DJ because he's <laughs> he's thinking about me. He's thinking about. Right. Well, I'm not a goofball nigga, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like, he's <laughs> thinking. About, he's thinking about the, the niggas. He's thinking about like. I'm, I'm not in the club to see niggas. I'm in the club because women are there. Yeah. So if I see women having fun, I was at pee party. And I said it was it was it his was birthday his, joint. his birthday joint and mm-hmm. and it was a record playing and everybody all the chicks was just going crazy for it and I'm looking like you know I don't want to be blamed so you know I see you got Shazam, Shazam so I Shazam that shit and it was little little Yachty Strike record and I was like oh this record is crazy but it just the DJ playing and me seeing women singing it word for word I was like oh he got something. I just wish that people paid attention because I feel like people look at us and just look like oh of course you know the answers he just gave it to us. He literally just gave you the answer. Like, if you're making music, you got to make vibes. You got to make it for the people, what they look like, how they jamming. I'm sorry. I just, because people watch this show for that reason, but that yeah. was, like, real ill. What you said. If you look at it categorically, this is why Afrobeat and I'm a Piano is winning because it's a vibe, right? I don't it's, know what I'm a Piano is. I'm, I'm a Piano. Uh, you, you'll, you'll know it by the time this airs because okay. I'm going to send you some records. Um, it's, it's a vibe, right? So if you look at trap music, it's... Low tra- trap music today low is vibrational. low vibrational. It's it's Literally. it's murder, death, kill, whole slut. You know, I'm selling ass on on, on from the female side. <laughs> Niggas selling side. drugs, the women selling ass. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really that's that's really what <laughs> that's it is. Really but if you listen to Afrobeat, it's a total vibe, and that 
in part to me, my two cents, I feel like that's why it's winning because it's, it's a vibe. Like, it's not, it doesn't threaten you. It feels like love. That's exactly yeah. what it feels Afro like. Afrobeast music feels, feels like, like love. love. You can rap about money for all of you. Like, you could, like, and like he, he even said, because I'm in love with you, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like, that's crazy when you think about it. The, the vibration of the music makes, gives, leaves room for love. Yeah. Compared to trap music, you gotta you gotta say even if you don't want to, you want to slap a bitch or something. <laughs> like if I play Project Pat, nigga, uh, uh I had slinging known his blade. I don't give a fuck where I'm at. I'm gonna call my kids, nigga. I'm a drug dealer for these next five minutes. Everybody shut the fuck up, nigga. I'm selling cheese, dope, and a hope. <laughs> I agree with you. It does feel like love because even if. I didn't know the words or I didn't understand the you language. The you still feel it. You still, mm. the, everybody is all, in, like you just feel good once it comes feel, on. So it's like good. music and a hug or something. So again, that leads back to the answer. The most important thing in the club is the vibe. Mm. That, it's, that's the answer. It's the vibe. Sometimes the vibe is trap. Sometimes it is three, six mafia. Sometimes it is little TJ. Sometimes, you, you know, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but if you look at what's moving globally, Afrobeats. I'm a piano. I know we I know we went off on tangents. I wanna know what I'm a piano. I really want to know what it is. It, it, it's like it's to me, it sounds it's a cross section between South African house music, um, a little bit of reggae, um, but it's like deep, soulful South African house music. It, it's a few notches up from Afrobeat. So the average I'm a piano tempo is probably like one twelve to one twenty. Mm. Afrobeats is a little slower, closer to a hundred. Um, different groove, but it's so fly. It's so it's it's what because we were talking off of off air about her playlist. If her girls were going to the Caribbean for the weekend, some of those tunes would be on her playlist. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's 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 a literally a beautiful vibe. Yeah, that's what I, I think that I think that that sound to me it sounds like it's just a maturity of. Because I always say this, this today is the best time ever to be black, right? Because number one, our stories haven't been told, right? So our, so our stories have had a chance to mature. Mm-hmm. And number two, this is the first time, like I always say, when I was a kid, my mother would play Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. My mother never played Rockham, right? Mm-hmm. My mother never played fucking Slick Rick. My mother didn't play rap. My mother played Freddie Jackson, Luther Vandross. <laughs> Shalomar. And, and Shalomar. I listened to rap. At the park, you know, I, this is in the Bronx days. But what I what I realize is, is that today is the first time where I'm listening to the same music as my kids. Mm-hmm. Not exact same, because they might have some shit that's over there that I'm just like, I don't get, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm listening to the same music as my kids. So when Kendrick drops, my son is on his Instagram playing it the yeah. same way I'm on my IG playing it. Yeah. Which give, which means that's a chance for us to come together. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is the first time that we could come together because it's not like I could say to my son and my child. Or my son can say to me, you don't understand. I do. I do. First of all, look how fresh you are. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah. daddies didn't dress like that. No. In the <laughs> no, 90s. No. A dad wore a, a button-up shirt, Oxford tucked in. Turned in they, they wanted you to know that they were a dad, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But now this is the first time where we're all kind of cool. And it's a great chance for lessons, for, 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 for us to grow as a culture. But the one thing that's missing is love. Mm. So when you say that, what you said, I'm like, as I'm sitting here listening, I'm like, damn, that might be the way to usher in love. Because remember, we've been saying, why R&B? Right. You know why R&B ain't? Because R&B has to live amongst these niggas. Right. And it's, it's they're <laughs> singing, but they're singing trap themes. That's what I'm saying. Because right. they, they got to live amongst these niggas. Yeah, yeah. Unlike 
uh, Afro pop, uh, Afro B, I'm sorry, where they can play music about love because mm -hmm. it's all good. It's all love. Mm -hmm. Here it's just different. I just, I, I pray that that changes because as you're talking, I'm like, I swear, I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, damn, there is hope. Okay. Yeah. And that's me being, in, that's me being in this shit every day. Cause I ain't gonna lie, being in this shit, you really, you think it's, you think you 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 worried about from the outside. <laughs> you need to be worried about from the inside when you start seeing who's allowing the artists to do what they want, what yeah. they care about. They don't give a fuck about, uh, if, they don't give a fuck if you made a song say kill your mama, as long as you didn't say kill their mama. Kill their mama. If you could say kill whoever mama, yeah. they don't give a fuck yeah. these people in this room. So I lost hope. But I, I, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like even, I, I even think that that's a, I, and I also think you guys with the Usher show is a is a is a clear clear example that people want love. Yes. Because people are going to Vegas for the show. They're going. Everybody I talk to, black. You going to Vegas? See Usher? You know it. Yo, man, that kid put Atlanta on his back mm -hmm. and is bodying it mm -hmm. out there. Like he is bodying. The situation. It's it's a sell. First of all, we're in year number three. It was 2021, 2022, 2023. Every night is a sellout. I couldn't. People are like yo, could you buy me tickets? Could you give me? I can't even buy a ticket. Yeah. For someone else. Yeah. To the, it's a sellout every night. And he says in the show, I brought the A to the V. Yes. Uh -huh. So culturally, you know, because you create yeah, records, you created some of his records. Mm -hmm. You know what that means. To take the Atlanta thing and transplant it in Vegas and win. And and, win. and have everybody from Atlanta. That's another thing you said. Ain't nobody saying, I'll see Usher when he comes to Atlanta. No, everybody's nah. like, nah, nah, I'm going to Vegas to get that vibe. But they it's the it's love, it's people are dancing. And I think that people want that. It's just like I said, from the inside, the powers that be can give a fuck if black love is represented. Yeah, as they, long as blacks is bringing in green, yeah. nigga, we are good over here. And yeah. meanwhile, our culture and our people are suffering because we don't have other voices being told that they're important. That's yeah. another thing I think missing is like we don't have voices telling uh, people telling us this voice is important. Yeah. You need to you need to go to his show. You need to like even Afrobeats, like people are like, you gotta listen to that. Yeah. Yo, we brought we brought DeVito out. Yeah. So 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 it was all the love in Usher's songs, and then we brought out DeVito. Mm-hmm. Like it was lost their mind. Lost their mind. So that said to me, right, because DJs are marketers, right? Some of us are. That said to me, the same people who have digested the love message from Usher are are willing to digest the love message from DeVito. So then why are more black radio stations playing the love. DeVito message? Because it's it's a connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the same girl who works nine to five, listens to Mary all day, listens to Monica, listens to Carrie, listens to Usher, um, also listen to this. Yeah. Because it's like, you, it's the same beautiful message just with a different beat. And when, when I... First of all, I knew it was going to work because yeah. I, I know I play for this audience all the time. But to see it work in the Usher space said, yo, this audience, those are the girls that I will, I will look at the door when they walk in. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, yeah, I know I can go there. Yeah. She looks like she she's culture. Yeah, she wants those yeah. 10, 15, however many thousand people are in the audience. They got it. Yeah, they got it. That's amazing. I, we need. Uh, by the way, we just need love in our music. We need love Period. in our culture. Like, like, they ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with having a good time. Everybody don't have to be a drug dealer. <laughs> Keenan, 
your fellow CAU brother. Mm. Keenan need to bring back, bring back those never sold dope never shirts. Sold dope. We need to get back to that shit, bro, because yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. out here. Let me ask you something. So you guys started one of the first DJ crew, the first DJ crew I know about at Atlanta. I know about mm. Super Friends. Yeah. What? How did? What was the thought process in that? And what happened? So because y'all had the city on smash. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. So and so me and Trauma came to. Um, Atlanta in 1991, both freshmen at CEU, him being from um, New York, specifically Manhattan, me being from Massachusetts. I grew up looking at musical entities in a different way than I've seen down here. Mm -hmm. So you listen to, around my way, college radio for the DJ. You didn't listen because it, you know, it was... Um, Springfield College's radio station. You didn't listen because it was WMUA, um, UMass. No, you listened because that DJ had a mix show that you liked. Um, Trom, growing up in New York, listened to to WHBI because of the awesome two. He listened to uh, Kiss FM because of Red Alert. He listened to, to BLS because of Molly Mall and Mr. Magic. He didn't listen because of the call letters. Mm -hmm. But then when I came down here, they weren't even playing hip-hop on the radio like that. So if they ain't playing, I don't care what they <laughs> act like they're down with today. In 91, Atlanta was not playing hip-hop. It on, wasn't no Hot 97. Uh, it went around. V103 wouldn't even play Outkast. Yes. Wow. Let's just keep it That's real. We're going to keep it 100 yeah, with for you. For sure. They wasn't on it like that. So if the no power, they wasn't, trust me, they wasn't on it like that. So if the power structure isn't on it like that, then the city isn't on it like that. Now, there was definitely DJ Cruz in the A before me. My my, oh, I knew I knew about Oomp Camp. Those, those are my teachers. Oomp Camp. Um, then you got the J Team, King Edward J. I saw you had Smurf on here earlier. Kizzy Rock and them. They were, but they were a different. But 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 uh, but because I'm from here, I can honestly tell you the reason why I said the Super Friends is because they were on the outside of the perimeter. I was just about to say. Yeah, that. you guys set the. You guys actually became to me the soundtrack of. Black Hollywood. Yeah. And that's because, the, so back then the AUC was the marketing plan for record labels, right? <laughs> wow. They were, it was the marketing plan. It was, you come to the AUC on. By the way, the AUC is the Atlanta University Center, Clark, yeah. Spellman, Morris Brown, Morehouse. Exactly. I just want to say that in case somebody listening to don't know. Um, so our, a record label, let's say Def Jam would come to Atlanta Friday night. They would plaster the AUC 10,000 CDs or tapes, whatever the technology was at that time. And so you got everybody listening to Redman. Let's say it's Redman. Yeah. Then Friday night, Redman would go to the warehouse, and then the warehouse would be the club that all those college kids yep. partied at. So, so once you got good on the campus, you got good in the city. city. So me and Trauma, we made sure, and it was DJs definitely before us, but we made sure we were good on campus. Yes. So- how and why we got started was because we, the structure in Atlanta just didn't promote the DJ, not the way that we, you're, you're from Harlem, you're, you're from yeah. the Bronx, so you know what Cool Herc meant. Yeah. To the, you you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, um, I'm not sure who. If a DJ set up, if a DJ set up, because in, in New York, all you had was outside. That's all you had. And it's like, and, and the only way you got fun outside is if somebody got a box. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, you had to be in the, within a, about 30 yards to really enjoy the vibe or a DJ set up and play the music. And 
So us being down here, it wasn't, they didn't move like that. You would see a flyer in a DJ's name and the DJ would be dope. You would go to the party. Like I remember the warehouse, Little John, super producer Little John would be killing it. Cersei would be killing it. DJ Dose would be killing it. JC would be killing it. Soul Messiah would be killing it. But then the name, now imagine you paying Little John however much he got paid every Friday night and his name would be this big on a flyer. What kind of dickhead do you have to be to not... Now, he wasn't who he is now, but... But, that, but that's probably why he did it, though, because he probably got tired of turning the parties up. Turning them and, up. And, it, and his music was kind of like DJ, man. Where you from? Where you from? Who you with? Get crunk. Like, it was like his DJ His music chance. is black fight music. It's yeah. high school Definitely. kid fight music. Um, so we, we looked at it like, yo, man, like, it's, it's this ain't how we grew up. Like, so we said, yo, what we're going to do is build our own team. We're going to be flyer than everybody else. We're going to be fresher. And we're going to control what we control. We control the city. Yeah. Everything from Buckhead, Midtown, to Downtown. Um, at the time, I was, I was, let's say I was the quarterback for all the AG's parties. So I yeah. did all the AG's parties. So I was doing those. The rest of the team was doing. So if you came through the city 10 times out of 10, the only thing we didn't touch that was inside the city that we're referring to we didn't touch the strip clubs. That that just wasn't our vibe. That was, you know what I mean? That all respect dude to Nando, that was his vibe. Yes. You know what I mean? So Y'all we always didn't, say that funky. strip clubs is the first place that you're supposed to take music. You have to understand something. What these guys were playing for the college kids. Yeah. The, okay, co- the the black uh educated you know, the Cosby kids. 21 mm. and under. If you went to Hillman, you was at one of their parties. Okay. The strip club is for, was kind of like the underground. Got it. It was really underground. It was like, it's a, it's, by the way, it's amazing to me today how strippers we have at Instagram showing them <laughs> dancing. And it was a point in time where you would go to strip club and if you pull out your phone, oh, you, yeah. hey, you got a camera on there? Mm-hmm. You got no camera on there, do you? Get out, get hey, him nah, out. Get, he got a camera, y'all. Get him out. Now they like, pull the camera out. I'm in this yeah. motherfucker. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Only fans era, guys. Being the only fans era. Yeah. I didn't think about that because you're right. Back then, it was such a negative connotation. You'd be like, because you would almost wish me like, Yo, see Shorty over there with dancing? the green hair. Yes. Yo, yo, I saw her at Magic City on Monday. Like she danced. It what? was so crazy that now it's now the Magic City dancers walk around with shirts saying, "I dance Magic. at Magic City." <laughs> ask me for a discount. Ask me for a card. I got a card for you right here. Yo. You can come in. I'm I'm there Wednesdays through Sundays, <laughs> Monday and Tuesday because my kids got to go to school. But when, when come see me, like it's, it's crazy, bro. I never <laughs> even looked at it like that, but that's exactly what it yeah. They, so these guys would like. Dog, I went to, I don't know if it would, it, it was year, it was the year, two, it had to be like 2003, 2002, 2003, and Biddy and them threw trauma birthday party, I don't, over there by P, my pa, I don't know what venue y'all was at, I ain't never seen that many fine women in my life in one club, to this day, that's still like the finest ever in my life, I was like, I didn't even know trauma. I just started like hustling with Biddy, and Biddy was like, "Yo, we going to trauma party tonight." That's when I discovered the Super Friends. So it was, it was um, definitely got to give Biddy some credit. But in relation to those birthday parties, that was us. Yeah. So so we looked at everything we did was a way to market us. So we threw our own parties. It was our birthday parties first, then homecoming parties because we needed a way to you know catapult Events. our brand. Yeah. Yeah. It, so. Those parties used to get us in trouble. So I don't know what answer you want. Yeah. You want the truthful answer? Yeah. <laughs> promoters would be like, these are promoters that we had super strong relationships with, right? Let, let's say if it's 
August 5th, and I, you didn't book me on August 5th, so I have my night off. That's when we would throw our parties. <laughs> These chumps would, because our birthday parties were successful, but didn't compete with them because we had yeah. our own audience. The next week wouldn't hire us because we threw a party. That, that, that didn't go, it kind of was against them. You're the competition now. But we're not the competition because yes. we have our own audience. But so remember when I was when I was talking about the disconnect between the black promoter and the black DJ? It'll be stuff like mm. that. Like, yeah. You know so, what it is, though. You know what it is, Mars. It's ego. I don't, it's not even ego, Mars. It's not self hate. Nope. We can go deeper. I can tell you what it is. Ooh. Tell I'm us. A, I'm gonna give you yeah, some real high school Uh-oh. shit. It was girls. And I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> telling you now, <laughs> nigga, it was girls. Was and the fact, I'm just, it was her. It was, <laughs> I'm not even, no, no, but I'm not blaming you, I'm saying. Like the promoter, be, you gotta look at it from the promoter the standpoint. I'm paying everybody. <laughs> everybody in this motherfucker work for me. I'm the producer of this movie. <laughs> this nigga the director. <laughs> my chick is like jamming like, oh my God, who is that nigga? Hey, shit, I pay that nigga $500. Don't get that nigga. Yes. You want me to DJ at your house tomorrow? I got $500. You know what I'm trying to say? That all of a sudden, it be really just niggas that just don't want, dog, it be niggas that just don't want the girls on your dick. I just mm-hmm. be honest with y'all. Yo, so, all right, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you wild. Out of, out of the crew, trauma's like the sex symbol. Yeah. You, you can't compete with him and Jess. Yes. Like he, he got green eyes. He got green eyes. And he had long hair back then. He had yeah, dreads. dreads. So he was educated like, and he had green eyes. Yeah, oh, like, come on, man. Yo, son, you're not going to... You're not going to compete with Leave him. That nigga alone, you can't man. compete with him and today. And he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And he's soft-spoken. He ain't even like, ain't it like he walks in the room like trauma walking around like, what's up, nigga? Yeah, yeah. Trauma walking like, hey, guys, how y'all doing, man? Yeah. It's like, this nigga. Very well-dressed. He sound like, so, so okay, you're, both of y'all are New Yorkers. You know how you have like the street New Yorker who sounds like he hasn't gone to an ounce of school. Then you have the educated New Yorker. Like, I'm from Massachusetts, but I know trauma went to Bronx Science High School. (laughs) (laughs) So competing like with this rocket scientist, literally that's what he was studying when he was in school. Like, like, you're not going to beat him, bro. (laughs) Like, you're not going to beat him. You know what I mean? Then you ain't going to beat me either. And the nigga name is Tyeri. It's like Tyeri. He got like a nice name and shit. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My best friend as a kid named was Cashman, my nigga. We we would run up on girls when we was like 15, 16. Yo, what's up? What's your name? Oh, I'm Cashmere. No, I'm like, I'm Ray. I'm Raymond. Right. Okay. What's your well, name? Don't say Cashmere. Like the bitch like, Cashmere. Girl, his name is Cashmere. Look at this. Like, the, everything about trauma just worked in his favor. Yeah, nigga. It just yeah, worked. yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm the sexy ball head yeah, cat. Yeah, the like, beard and shit. You got a beard and shit. Yeah. You, you, you couldn't, you couldn't the compete. And these are, these are people that's been rocking with us basically from 18 on up. So we have a built-in audience. Like, we cultivated that. Uh, meticulously, so you you couldn't you couldn't beat that. But we weren't trying to beat them. We were just doing a party to celebrate us. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's really what it was. But those are some of the roadblocks that they would hit us with. So, what do you think happened to? It's not just an Atlanta thing. What happened to the nightlife? Because it, can we talk about Atlanta nightlife and how? Because right now, how many clubs do we have in Atlanta? Man, I feel I heard like Alex don't even throw parties no more. He does oh. concerts. Mm-hmm. He graduated. Um, he only do the big big stuff. Like yeah. The Super Bowl comes. Yeah, exactly. but then even then he got to do it at the dome. Yeah, he got to build some. <laughs> shit he still had to build a dome. He has dome. the biggest database on the planet. Yeah, what? Um, um, I feel like the hip hop party cannibalized itself, right? Okay. So it ate itself up. It, it you, you both of y'all remember? You've been here long enough, and I know you definitely have. Like okay. there was a period when trap just got to be disgusting and nasty. So the fly girls stopped coming out. 
Yes. Think think about the only time. Well, the only time we see each other out publicly, we don't throw veto in this too, is at events where you know the energy is going to be right because the last time I think I saw you was at the um the tiny house thing. And mind you, I'm there. I. I hear, I'm like, who the fuck is playing this goddamn song? <laughs> Yo, and we were deep in Mars. Yeah, I'm like, that's why, that's why I'm like, Mars, it had to be you. It's like, the vibe was just right. We was all Gabby Road, but yeah, yeah. Um, so so it, it got to a point where trap just got to be so disgusting and dirty. The parties reflected that, right? Yep. So then the, the fly, I'm, I'm, I'm always running back the, to the women is the why fly we do girls it. Was, was like, nah, I'm not going out anymore. So what they would do is they wouldn't go out in Atlanta, but they would go to South by Southwest. You would see them pop up in it's Miami. Crazy. Yep. You would see them pop up in Coachella because they they stayed musically progressive. Yes, but they were like you know this this thing right here just ain't ain't fly no more. Um, the BMF era, BMF era made it so it wasn't about the dance floor and promoters. Mm. Alex, one of them catered to that oh, energy. Man. And I get it. He was, he's like, yo, money. this, this bag is here. I'm, I'm going to get it. So him being the leader, all of the subordinates under him followed that same thing. So you got you got the big club, any AG-related club, changed the tone to go this way. Then the smaller guys under him, super. They, 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 to be honest, they just felt like bottom feeders. That's exactly. No. I, I, I'm trying to be polite. I'm I'm saying the truth. I used to I, no disrespect. I used to pass our flyers for Metro Boys, yep. mm-hmm. and you know it was we was a distant third between because and and then orientation. Why do we? By the way, Dino, why the fuck did I have orientation to pass out flyers? Can we That's talk crazy. about that? Why the fuck would I need sure orientation to pass out flyers? And or, by the way, it was free orientation. We didn't get paid. Oh. You came to orientation. You worked free for a day, and then they decided they bought you back. If they, but if they you know, the, but yeah. the, but it just felt alex just he became the groundswell save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details And if you didn't have 5,000 people at your party and 5,000 people outside. Yes, they. (laughs) Your shit just was like. With all due respect, any monetary uh, gain that he got from it, he deserved. Yeah, Yeah, like big. They put in the work. People say, yo, they were there from the beginning. And I say, well, what's Alex's beginning? And they be like, yo. Yo, when he had compound, no, 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 no. He was Valley Parking Cars. He was there before that, yeah. But before that, he was selling beer at Ethiopian Vibrations. Wow. Ethiopian Vibrations was the most hip hopest hip hop club on Auburn Ave. Like you would see anybody from Brand Nubians to uh, uh, um, um, X Clan at Ethiopian Vibrations. <laughs> Those are the parties that lasted from 10 p.m. To 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's where that man what got his start. This, this is early 90s. This is okay. 91, 92. The last party I think I remember doing for Al at Ethiopian Vibrations was probably 93 or 94. It was a Freaknik situation. Mm. It was supposed to be 
me and Duop. So I say supposed to because at that time, Alex was infamous for putting a name a name on the flyer for someone who was not going to show up. <laughs> I know because trauma. Now here's some more history. Here's some more Atlanta history. Trauma. Me and Trauma used to be roommates, right? Trauma would make his flyer. So I would be in the, so it'd it be Trauma Al and Biddy would be at the computer. <laughs> like, yo. Like, who all my niggas? Like, because it's so crazy how far we all have come. Yo, yeah. like. Trauma's playing for Oprah now. Like, you, like, it's like you was, like, dog, when I think about it, it's like, damn, man, that's how far we came, that's, man. That was the, that was, it. so in, in terms of that relationship, Biddy was the idea man because he was yeah, in New York, yeah. you know, from, from the Bronx. He either knew of the DJ or he knew them directly. So, however, Al had the money. He had more of the money. Biddy would tell Alex, this is who you should get. So, Alex would get him. And then Trauma would design the flyers and I would be DJing the party. That was, that was, my, that was my end. My end was my roommate <laughs> designed the flyers. And for some reason... I don't know why I got more parties than trauma because we were like we he had an army crate, I had the reggae no no yeah. I had the army crate, he had the reggae crate. So we were literally What's one the army person, crate? Just I had one crate full of R and B records. Like R and B. I think you yeah. said army, my oh, bad. No, okay, cool. My bad. R and B. So that was how I so I would be like, ah, you're bringing Bismarck, I'm opening up. And then he I would Bust his ass to you know make sure I did it. Trump, make sure my name's on the flyer. Exactly. Oh, because you're he, 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 that's my roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put my make name. Make sure my name is on the flyer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Then when they leave, yo, yo, make it bigger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> After they approve it, you get a bigger one. <laughs> yo, yo, he's uh, oh, so love little it. tricks of the trade. But that's that's how we got in. Um, and then we just saw that the DJ market wasn't the way we wanted. Yeah, y'all are New Yorkers. Yeah, to me. The epitome of DJ marketing comes from New York. Like, it comes from Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster yes. Flash, Fierce Fire, Cool Herc, um, Jazzy J, Red Alert, um, DJ Hollywood, Brucey e. B, um, SNS, Love Bug Starsky, obviously Kid Capri, um, Craig G. Like, that's, those are the guys that we grew up with. Those are our superheroes yeah, watching them. Sure. Doop, obviously. Watching those guys. And saying, yo, man, that's the school we come from. So why isn't it like that in Atlanta? So we just got tired of asking why isn't it? So we created the thing that we thought was missing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fire. That's dope. When did clubs stop being fun? Because I don't For I don't me? Fun here. Um, when, when, so this is pre-2015, and I referenced that because I remember you said that. Um, this I is pre-2015 when, when... Sections yes. became more important. Ding than ding the dance ding floor. ding ding. That's the answer I was looking <laughs> for. Oh I'm my god! That is so real. Like fuck a fuck a dance Wait, floor. I want to talk need, about it because I was coming from college, so mm -hmm. college parties completely different. We all brought totally. we're there to have fun. Yeah. You're partying. You're sweating your hair out. You're having a ball. You come from a college party. So when I left college and I went back to New York, mind you, I'm actually 21 now. But in New York, of <laughs> course, we've been partying since we were 16. Mm -hmm. um, so now I'm old enough. To yeah, hold on, you're 21 right no, now. No, 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 no. Now oh, I'm, I was about I'm to say. No, but <laughs> then when I got out, I came back from college. I'm 21 now. I'm actually able to be in the clubs and mm -hmm. go to stuff like that. And clubs were so boring. Like, what school did you go to? Um, I went up to Utica. I got a Syracuse okay, degree. But, nice. um, so back then, Griffin was like the big clubs, Pink Elephant, Greenhouse in New York, just trying to paint mm -hmm. the scene for you. So um, one, you had 
they didn't let regular people in. Like, you had to know the person at the door to get in. And then when everybody starts thinking they celebrities, now everybody's too cool to have fun in the club. Like you said, the sections. It became a fashion show and more of a look. Like, you you watching everybody have fun. So that's why I, I, I stopped partying in New York. I would fly, like you said, to Miami just to go to live on Sundays. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Live is not even... Live is trash now. Flex. Um, horrible. I hate live. Like, <laughs> you know, sort of flex. I would fly around in the party. Oh. Low-key hating on you. No. <laughs> anyway, so when I came to Atlanta, it was actually fun. And I think it's because back then, college students kind of were still integrated into mainstream partying. So it's definitely still. They yeah. still was still having fun. But now, the way they dressed, like the girls, when I first moved to Atlanta, the girls was on point. They came out here, makeup. I was you like, oh, these that? girls is pretty. What do you think killed that? New Yorkers coming here no. and wanting to dress and wear sneakers lace in front the wigs. club. Lace front wigs. <laughs> you could be cute with a lace front, nah, but no, nah, if you go to the club nah, now, all the girls got sneakers nah, on. Lace front, lace front wigs. Killed the vibe? Killed. Okay. Everything. <laughs> just everything. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all. Let's, right. like, let's just stop for a second. That's the fucking lace front. They did it. Killed. The, the women looking on point because it's very hard, ladies. This is this is why I said it's very hard to look on point when I when can that see that net. fishnet oh thing God. right there. Yeah. When I get close to you and then you get close enough and you see the net, you gotta be brave to wear a wig because there's no way I could sit in front of a man and then you got like the makeup and the glue oh, clunking up and stuff. Nasty. It's like, like right there. You, you can see when it's it. you can see when it turns colors yes, from right like, here. No. You can see the scalp now. And then how you in the club? Like I'm pretty sure sweating and lifting and doing weird stuff. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, girls. Where y'all wigs? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When the, when, you can't be on point if I walk up to you and it's like I see the net. It's but just hard. Back to the original. So when sections started being cool, now everybody cared more about the sparkles coming over. And now the big thing in the club is the, with the words they put on the sign. They be trying to put funny stuff on the sign now. Like, it's not about it's having so fun and listening like to music. Two sparkles. No like, yeah. two sparklers. Like, like if you're going to do it, if you're going to steal what Vegas has has created mm, do it big like uh, it'll be it'll, it, so remember when I was referencing the goofy guys <laughs> yeah it'll be balls. like let, let's say if it's a party that um, I'm setting I'm starting off right it's 1030 it's like 20 people in a club including the staff then you get these goofballs walk in the club stand on the couch to sit right here and there's three or four of them with bottles and sparklers and there's nobody in the club like the sparklers are, they're they're the sugar on top. They're the cherry on top of the Sunday. They're they're not for ten thirty p.m. Right? No. Oh my God! Don't they're not. They're, don't tell me it's people in the club with the sparklers at ten thirty p.m. Well, they should Yo, be the promoters. Like nobody no, should be in there them doing dumb balls. stuff. Like, and, and I'm saying, I'm like, man, I it, love <laughs> you know, it's just it's 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 just whack. So <laughs> when when at our parties in. And that's not every party in Atlanta because there there were certain clubs that still held the dance floor down. Sound table, I know it's no longer here, was one of them. Sound table held the dance floor down. That there's not even dance floors in clubs anymore. Yeah, but certain certain parties and vibes today still cater to that. Um, 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 the L bar, L bar was small, seventy five people in it, but people came to the L bar. To party. I remember the L. Remember the Elba era, like Elba used to be. What? Yeah, like I'm so jealous. There's certain. There were certain joints. So like, I was doing the more commercial clubs, but I made myself go to those underground because there's still a large section of people who don't even go to the 
whatever the commercial clubs is, the compounds, mm-hmm. the visions, the whatever, they don't go there. They go to those smaller clubs where, where people still party. Yes. And whatnot. That's a good one. <laughs> I love this I'm conversation. Sorry, I'm so. I love this conversation. This is amazing. So, Who am I helping out with the argument? No, no, no. no, 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 no it's no argument. Okay. No, you know, it's no argument. You know what it is? You know what it is? Is we all care. Yeah. And you care from a, a, a perspective a that yeah. we like I care about I'm I'm in the I'm in the restaurant, I'm in the kitchen. You actually serving the food, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, hearing that good analogy. You know what I'm saying? It just it just good really become king over here. It just really like I'm like, I love that. I wanna, I wanna go ahead to me, I'm sorry. Um we were talking about different DJs in the club. So like the opening DJ, the mid DJ, and the closing DJ, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm an artist and I'm trying to ship music and I'm trying to get my music broke in the club. Would it be smarter me for me to go to the opening DJ to try to get my music played? Or what would the best approach be for artists to try to get their music played? Very good question. Great question. Um, the best way is create a relationship with all three of them, right? But the relationship isn't solidified while the DJ is spinning, right? It's, it's walking politely. When, when you see <laughs> that the DJ is not in the middle of the mix, right? When let, Let's say you... All right, let's say if the DJ plays before I let go. You know that's typically a song that a DJ would play for at least three minutes, right? That's when you say, hey, yo, I'm artist so-and-so. I sing, rap, dance, whatever. Here's my card. Yo, I would like to, you know, link with you outside of the club. That's the best way. Whether it's the, the middle, I mean, the opening DJ, middle DJ, or closing. The worst way is to walk in a club. <laughs> yo, could you play... Whatever song it is, can you play my song now, right? And then here's what they do. Now, then they be like, can you? They'll take their phone, play it from my phone. First of all, I'm not playing. No, no DJ is playing a song they never heard of now. Like right. they, live they're not, action. <laughs> they're not doing that, right? But then you, so that creates this air of aggression. And then what DJs do because we talk. We'll remember who that person is, and then we'll be like, yo, rapper so-and-so came. And then we'll all unanimously be like, oh, but we're not rocking with him yeah. because of the wrong approach, right? So unless you're in a strip club, that's a different environment. But I don't even think that those DJs... They don't like that either. Yeah, they don't... They like, don't. like, you know, it's, it's funny to me. It's like I became who I became in the music business because I liked women, right? And when you like women, women... Don't hide how they feel. If they like you, they like you. I could be the nicest guy in the world. You could be the dick. If they like you, they on your dick. It's mm-hmm. just like you said about trauma. It's not I could do about it. They like this nigga. <laughs> it that's it. it but the thing is, is that why don't what if somebody came up to you and was like, my phone number, call me, text me right now. Hey, mind you. No, no. That's a but you're analogy. at work, though. Yeah. Yeah, at work. Yeah, Yo, you're at work. You're at work. It's like you're filming right now and right? somebody comes next to you like, man, this motherfucker fine. Yo, take my I, try, no disrespect, Mars and Ray. I gotta get your number, baby. They don't You're even so gorgeous. Say that. They just be like, "Yo, here's my number." Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So for me, so for point. me, the DJ is funny because it's like, who wants to go to work and have someone standing? Like, first of all, which y'all don't know. Let me tell you what y'all don't know. What y'all don't know is that when the DJ is popping, there's already a couple of reps around them. So there's already a Kadife. Mm-hmm. There's already a Malcolm that's mm-hmm. at the club. That's kind of like that got three yes. songs that they need you to play tonight. Mm-hmm. They know you, you know the system, and they kind of sitting there waiting. So they already asking, do you want to drink? What you want? What you got? Because they trying to get their shit off. And mm-hmm. now here you come thinking, I got $100. This mm-hmm. thing going to play my shit. Okay. They don't even come with $100. <laughs> they come... Breath smelling like nasty ass blunts. Like they, <laughs> yo, they, yeah, like they come with that 
um, fingernails be dirty, dirty as And they always old. touching you. Yeah. Oh, my God. They always got their hand on you. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, man, nigga. I can, yeah. The fuck, yo, bro? The Don't touch me, man. Yo, they, they're not even fly with it. Like, yo, it'd be t- it's cr- I'd be times I've been out with my kids. I swear to God, a nigga like, yo, no disrespect, man. But, Ray, you got to hear this, man. No. This is my single. Like, yo, I'm, bro. I'm at Chuck E. Cheese with my bro, little kid. Are you fucking serious? Not now, man. It ain't, it, it's, you're not going to play me. It's no song you can play me that's going to make me stop and be like. But that's what they think going to happen. They think you're going to hear their song and be like, yeah. Jesus. Right. Stop. Yo. Everyone stop dancing. World stop. This guy done Vito just gave me a single. <laughs> and it it's the hit. greatest song I've heard in and my everybody life. Everybody needs to hear it. Yo, and you guys got to hear it right now. You know what the line is? <laughs> let, let's say, okay, let, let's, let's, let, let's take it back. I, I know Vito could definitely relate to this. Let's take it back to the 90s. Let's say it's Bad Boy Weekend, right? Bad Boy Weekends used to be Big nuts. weekends. Huge. I've never even heard of it. Oh, now Puff, Puff will shut the city down. Ridiculous weekend. Right? Some, it I would be some extra ass New Yorker would come up. Like, yo, um, he would, because back then we, we, we actually had, watch. He, he would have this record. Like, yo, could you play it? And he'd be like, yo, Puff wants to hear it right now. Like, that record don't say bad boy on it. Like, right. I'm not about to risk. What really happened was they went to Puff and said, my DJ go play my shit. And yep. then they told you, like, yo, Puff just said he want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, they, they would beat you. And they, yo, yo, Jermaine said um, he wants to hear it right now. Yo, unless this record says so so deaf and Mel gave it to me, yes. I'm not unless this record said Bad Boy and and, and June Balloon gave it to me, I'm not touching it. But the, the the lie would be, yo, Puff wants to hear it right now. He about to sign my act. He said he wants to hear it in a club. Yo, if Puff is gonna sign you, that means he heard it in the loudspeakers in and somebody's loved, studio. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Let me ask you guys, what happened to, and by the way, this is not a Ray question because I want you know you said I don't want to age myself. This is, my, this is my big bro, Don Vito's question. What happened to slow dancing in the club? Because I ain't never slow dance in the club. Man. Um, I never slow dance in the club, nah. You know who was the best DJ? So there's two I'm going to name. One from the 90s and one currently. The best DJ from the 90s that ever played a slow jam set. It was DC um, mm-hmm. from Tag Team. Him and Trauma used to do Atlanta Live. Saturday, it'd be like three, 4,000 people. Everybody, this, you, couldn't, you couldn't get in a parking lot if you weren't dressed right. And dressed right could be anything from Wallabies to Gucci slip-ons to Louboutins for the ladies, right? Um, DC at the end of the night would destroy the party in a great way yeah. with, with a dope R&B set. 2023, Brian Michael Cox and Keith Amen. has the same yes. has the same energy. It got lost. It got lost. Some somewhere it got lost. Parties started trap music. I can't I can't blame it on on, on trap because trap definitely has yeah. its value in its place. But it, it got lost. Maybe it got lost because DJs stopped being creative. You know we're we're not. Can, we're can, not I, can I tell you what I think either. happened? Can I tell you what I think happened? Okay, let's let's look at black music like a house, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. The kids of the house, <laughs> no, hear me out. The kids of the house you never were know where it's going. the kids of the house are R and B singers, right? They 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 wore suits, like they dressed like R and B singers. They looked mm-hmm. like R. They clean cut, no tattoos, good. But then they let their cousin hip hop move in. <laughs> One cousin, he was look at it like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like he came and then came all of a sudden, cousin started fucking. And his cousin started fucking. Meanwhile, the R&B kids are going to school. They get waiting to get married. Them hip-hop kids in the house fucking every day. 
They smacking the shit out of R&B kids, kids. Yeah, shut the fuck up, nigga. Oh, bitch, I'm crying in here. And me, and I'm telling you, at, at some point in time. <laughs> what an analogy. It just, it just, it just so stopped being it. like, cool. It was just like yeah. hip-hop started, dict- hip-hop dictated what R&B can do now. Mm-hmm. Because, because hip-hop is consumed by women. R&B is consumed by women. Mm-hmm. And, and, if you, and think about it. If I'm putting out one album every three years... Cause I'm an R&B singer, I gotta get my shit together. Well, let's say every two years, and this rap nigga is putting out a mixtape every hey, fucking month. three months, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nigga. And I'm watching y'all. You are now becoming used to a certain sound, so you're used to a nigga saying, "Pop that pussy, bitch! Pop that!" You're used to that. So now the nigga come to the room saying, "I'm gonna give you all my love." <laughs> you gonna be like, "What the? Don't fuck get your is bitch it? ass out right now! Yeah. Snap your ass in the mud!" That's what really happened. It just yeah. became. Soft, mm. it's, it's and and we got to find a way to do it, and Afrobeast is really doing it. That's what it feel like. That's why I feel yeah. good today. I feel yeah. way it's, better it's about R and B. R and B niggas, y'all better go to Africa and go, <laughs> go get for the African producers. But, but the some, thing is, I remember, let's say about six seven years ago, <laughs> the R and B party turned up. Like now, every promoter got an R and B night because um, I feel like hip hop ate itself in it. It's, it's every night. It's, it's it's not even a theme. If it's black people at the party, they playing hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it got to a point it. where the kids took over. It, 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 yeah, the the the, the, the bad the, the cousins. They got goals in their mouth. They got chains the on. They got over. tattoos. They got guns. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, because when he asked me what's the best vibe in the city, I said Red Martini on Wednesdays. You know, the party. That's keeping yeah, um, keeping keep That's the best. only party I don't give a fuck. What's going on? I'm going. If I, if somebody say let's go, let's go. That's I'm where going. You at. Great vibe. The girls singing it. It feels like what music is supposed supposed to be they need mm-hmm. a dance floor yeah, yeah they don't have it. <laughs> they don't have a dance floor <laughs> you're you go, you, yeah, you gonna have to dance in the section yeah but but it's but, still you're gonna be having a good time but that yeah. should have sold out every week like if you don't get a he section three days before, before, yeah, like that, is, that lets you know that there is a desire usher mm-hmm, show let you know point. there's a all this stuff is telling everybody black knows that there's a, a desire for black R&B great music mm-hmm. but like I said from a man from the inside when you realize that the people don't look like you and didn't grow up listening to like none of them CEOs and none of these labels would know what to do if if you make me happy and that come on they don't even know what the fuck that is they don't even, they don't even know if before I let go came on you know what I'm saying they're like what is this you guys this is, this is new then no they, think they got it from Beyonce yeah. they think Beyonce version is that so oh, that's wow. why I think it's that go to Mary um so did as a DJ, so you came from crate days all the mm. way up to where we are now. Mm. Did you ever feel like playlists kind of were going to take the DJ spot or were no. you ever intimidated by that? Never that. Not him. No. A playlist He's like, I'm a real DJ. I'm not a playlist. A no, no, playlist no, no, no. can't read the room. He's a right. great DJ. Yeah, thank you. That's, what, that's uh, why. He, uh, you don't have to worry about that. A playlist can't tell that you and your girls came in to celebrate uh, a promotion, a divorce, uh, a raise. A birthday. A birthday. A playlist can't tell that. Mm. Like the AI, I know that's a new buzzword, technology buzzword of the moment. Um, right now, AI, and I say right now because you never know, AI can't read the room. It can't read emotions. And in and in our the way we are emotion driven people, like like it can't tell that you had three drinks and now you ready to whatever your favorite song is, you ready to get loose. Like it can't tell. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not. Or who walked in the room? Such and such just walked in the room, drop his record. It's just certain things. Yeah, hey, I can't do Good that. Yeah, you can't do that. Hey, I can't do that. But plus, but plus, moment, but plus so. I'm gonna say this for the dreamers out there. 
if you commit to the process, you don't have to ever worry about being replaced. Mm. How about that? If you're really committed to the craft that you do, now if you are a DJ that just like pray, press the button and that's what you do, then maybe. Mm-hmm. They'll, play get this, they'll, they'll get replaced. But a DJ that knows, oh, I can't, I know how I'm going to open my set. I know how I'm going to close my set. Mm-hmm. You can't replace that. Like, like if, if let's say, there's little tricks that I say. How many of y'all got a passport? Everybody put their hands up. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I know I could probably get into a Latin set, a Latin dance set be, beyond suavemente. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I know when I ask little things, a playlist can't do that because a playlist is already set up. Right. R&B singers also, they, they dress like the, their girls. <laughs> and rap niggas dress like men. Oh, please, rap. I'm not going to do that with you. We're not going to do that. Well, the rappers do this not is how rap like took over. Anymore. This is how rap took oh, over. Okay. I'm talking about, by the, the way, that, by the way, this came from my, oh, this came from W. He was like, he's <laughs> like, the rap, the, Don Vito's feeding me information. Remember when the R&B niggas used to dress like women? I'm like, they damn sure did. Prince and stuff? <laughs> nah, they, they did. I mean, it was, you know, you know they, they looked they they look like y'all. It was cool. Remember, remember, remember the Dave Chappelle, the, remember the Dave Chappelle skit with uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, Charlie Murphy said and Mickey Free and back then if you looked like a bitch you know you was the hottest you was the flyest nigga in the room and all the bitches looked like Mickey Free it was just just the game there was a lot going on back a whole then. lot going on so um, go ahead I'm no, sorry go ahead. I was about to say so tell me so you have a podcast mm-hmm. that that is dedicated to we didn't even touch on the mixtape DJ. Oh, that's where I was. But going. that's dedicated to the art. It's called. Tell me the name of it. The Art Behind the Tape podcast series. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, all over the place. By the way, if y'all like what he's talking, he gets way more in depth in there. What <laughs> made you want to do that? So, um, let's say 10, 12 years ago, I, I uh, had this idea for a documentary on documenting the history of mixtape culture um, from its inception in New York to where it is now, to, you know, the digital landscape. Um, working on the documentary, I knew that it was going to be two parts. It was going to be the film, and it was going to be the book. The book was going to be the thing that sold, the piece, the piece of IP that sold while the book, was, while the film was being made, produced, shot, and even when the film aired. So it was like, okay, all the people that we would interview for the documentary, we can interview them and more for the book. So... Decided to do the book, sold the book out of our digital trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, book did extremely well, and then we're still it's a coffee working. table book, right? I, yep. I've, see, I've seen mm-hmm. it plenty of places. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll make sure y'all, you guys get. Yeah, some. we need one for the set. I'll put um, one right there. Yeah, I'll bring some up here for the squad. Um, uh, book, put the book out, and we say, okay, well, book's been doing well, like sold in twenty, thirty different countries across the globe. Now we need another piece that we can handle on our own. Let's do the podcast. So the podcast is really an exploration of the conversation about mixtape culture. Mm. So, so who can you give me? Give me your f- top five mixtape DJs of all time. It have to be. Capri- I ain't gonna put the pressure on you to say five to one, but if you want to go there, go no, there. No, I love it. Are we putting them in order? Go ahead. No, no oh, order. He's like, wait, wait, go yeah, right. Order, order, no, order is when niggas get pissed. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Before me, right? Yeah, yeah. They, so five, someone's gonna be mad. Yeah. So. <laughs> no order. You gotta, you got Capri, Drama, um, SNS, Ron G, Duop, Free Drama. That's five, and I'm gonna stop because someone. My my boy's gonna watch this. Yo, you ain't mentioned me. <laughs> like, guess what? Five. We're gonna stop at five. We're gonna stop at five. Top five party DJs, not including you. Party DJs: Capri, Clark Kent, 
Um, I would say Capri, Clark Kent, Frank Ski. Frank Ski? Frank Ski, without a doubt. I say that, I say that I with bass in my voice. Oh, wow. Frank Ski. Um, Tone in that voice. Still, he still kills it. Um, outside of Atlanta, uh, is this kid DJ Puffy from the Caribbean who's, who bodies the situation. I'm trying to mention cats yeah. out because it's easy yeah, you know, for, for me to, to mention cats in a, in a home, you know, in a city. So Frank, Capri, Clark Kent, Puff, and I don't want to mention the New Yorker. That's, that's easy too. Um, who else from the West Coast that bodies? He's a real DJ. He's looking. Yeah, he's I'm, trying to include I'm, the whole country. Yeah, yeah, I would have run right to College Park. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> who can I name? For? So the, I named four because I couldn't think yeah. of uh, a fifth one. But I got, so because I, I, obviously I'm a fan. I'm gonna ask you. So party, give me five R and B songs that you could play in a party. Never fails. Before I let go, first of all, um, um, set it off. Definitely. Um, Get Me Body by Beyonce. Ooh, I didn't even, that's a good one. Get the girls moving. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, Bad Girl Usher. That's a cheat code, I know, obviously, but it works. Yes, it works. You can't argue, you can't argue that. Say Ah, Trey Songs. I was, I'm surprised you didn't say Tevin Campbell, Can We Talk? That that's another like that's Those like cheat, yeah. that's a cheat code like you know what I mean anybody can <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I know the yeah. records I picked weren't now but you picked some good B sides though like before yeah. like like get me bodied I would have never, never thought, thought of, about yeah. that yeah. but it cheat definitely code. does a job every definitely does a job like because every girl is you know, she they're doing their Beyonce at the party wait I know we moved off of this but another like star I want to put on there like a note is that a lot of the DJs in Atlanta now are not from Atlanta and I think that affects the club culture as well. Well, it's historically it's been like that because Atlanta is a migrate migratory city like so with the with the colleges Clark Spelman Morehouse Morris Brown Emory Georgia Tech now um Georgia State is in the mix. It's it's a magnet, you know. Where it's drawing kids from all over the country, so all of those kids are bringing their experience here. Um, and then, because if they're a college kid, nine times out of ten they live in the city, mm-hmm. they're gonna try and get to those clubs in the city. So, if you're coming from wherever, wherever you come from—Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis—you're coming to Atlanta and you're partying in the city. That's why you'll be partying, more than likely, you'll be partying with a DJ who's not from here because he's catering to the college crowd, and the college crowd is a mixture of people from all over the United States. If you're a young DJ, you're 21 years old, you want to be a DJ, how do you become great? Study the craft. Hmm. A lot of cats don't study Where's the, the craft? craft? Like, how do you study the craft? If, if I was a young DJ and, and I knew what time it was, I would study Kid Capri, I would study Dougie Fresh, right? Mm. Those two dudes, Capri's going to tell you how to rock a party, and he's going to tell you how to rock the mic while he's rocking the party. Dougie's going to teach you how to host a party. You ever go to a party and it's an air quote host, and they say nothing, they have no catchphrase? No. yeah, for sure. They're, when they get on a the mic, they don't know how to talk. That's because they didn't study the manuscript. Mm-hmm. Like, the manuscript was written by people like Capri and Doug Fresh, so... Study, study, study the craft. It's like if if 
I was a high school basketball I mean, football player, and I was, let's say I was a quarterback. I'm studying great quarterbacks. I'm studying Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm studying Tom Brady. Like, there's no way I couldn't mm-hmm. study those guys. I feel like a lot of these cats don't study. You, you can hear it mm-hmm. because they're they're not good because they don't study. Mm. Got you. Got to know the history in order to know. Period. 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 Um. So. We talked about the difference in club night, right? You still actively in Atlanta getting things done. What's the number one party to you in the city right now? Um, there's a few. Sean Fallion has some very dope experiences. Yes. Sean Fallion does. Sean Fallion be everywhere. Yeah, he does. He some, was the first new face. <laughs> he was the first new face. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just doesn't do ne- memorabilia, but everybody yeah. shout out and be everywhere. He yeah. was the first. That's new one face. of the first people who got me a job when Ooh. I was out here. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, he, he dope, I did yeah. a job with Jack Daniels. I don't know. He posted it one day, and I just but that was one of the first people. He, he's dope. He has parties, super eclectic, different type parties. Mabel, Jay, and Faith. I about to say, yeah. You know, we like we definitely weren't the first day party, but we pioneered and made. The day party on Sunday, uber popular. Right? That, that, that you niggas wanted to smoke hookah and drink <laughs> liquor so much that we made a that Sunday we day created party. a fucking day party. It wasn't good that the club <laughs> opened out of ten. You niggas want the party at two p.m. Yeah, right after brunch on a Sunday we to eight, go straight nine. To the day party, go eat yes. dinner, then go to the Sunday party. Where the they fuck are the y'all club. working they go at? To what the you, what yes, it's a so the, the the theme of that particular night it was called flip. It still is called flip flop Sundays. Musically, we wanted it to be the antithesis to what you heard Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So when you come to wherever we were, um, Lava Lounge or wherever, and you come in the flip-flop Sundays, you're not going to hear what you heard the night before. That's why the term flip-flop Sundays was to, we were flipping, flipping and flopping what you considered a musical playlist. So we we just doing different things. We have this part of the show called Credit Check, right? Mm-hmm. Where we just, we allow someone like yourself, who is a legend. Oh, this is going to be good. To sh- give a shout out to a couple of people. Give some credit, right? Some credit so someone can leverage. So they can see like, man, like, damn, Mars. I told y'all. Look, it might be the I told y'all. Help Mars get on. I told y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'll, I'll name two people. Um, first one, and this is no particular order, DJ Nabs, because nice. when promoters and when the establishment was fronting on DJs, this is before the Super Friends, right? When when the establishment was not paying DJs any attention, Nabs was. Well, he is a DJ once. Mm. Let's get that. Um, the Sunday night at Kaya, he made you focus on the DJ. He took what he learned from touring with Criss Cross and them opening up with Michael Jackson. He brought that to the club here, right? No promoter in Atlanta was highlighting the DJ the way he did. He's a DJ, right? So I would say in terms of importance in Atlanta, I know people don't mention his name. They act like he doesn't exist, which is what? Credit, I have to credit DJ Nabs, right? I wouldn't be where I'm yeah. at right now. He about, yeah, shout out to Nav. Didn't he do like, isn't he the first DJ in history to do a live album? Yeah. At well, a club? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, he recorded. Yeah, he recorded. Yeah. 
I'll I'll go so far as to say Nabs is the reason why Alex bought and no one's gonna give him this credit. Mm-hmm. Right? Nabs is the reason why Alex bought Kaya and Alex still is biggest promoter in the city. That was the first club that Alex bought. Mm. He only bought it because Nabs made it hot. Period. That's period. Like Okay, Aaron, Aaron ahead with the history. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Right. I was outside. You know what I'm saying? That. So how you not? So if Alex is the bigger promote, biggest promoter on the, in, in in the country, you could say, right? Yeah. And he bought the club that Nabs made hot. How you not give Nabs credit? I'm not saying yeah. that Alex wouldn't be who he was. No, yeah. I'm not saying that at all. Before somebody slices and dices, be like, yo, nah, but for sure. But but that, I mean, it's smart niggas see opportunity, see, uh, see, yeah. see opportunity and capitalize, and they make they shit. And that was because so. Without Nabs on old school Sundays at Kaya, there wouldn't be no visions because yeah. that that wow. room wouldn't be wouldn't have been important to Alex. Yeah. So imagine if there's no visions, what does that do for nightlife in Atlanta? Mm. So there's certain things that just wouldn't exist. The bottom bottom feeders may not exist because they wouldn't have had the big fish to follow. Yeah. So credit check to Nabs. Um, second, Shanti Das. Shanti. Shanti Das and Jaha Johnson are the re- they are the sole reason why um, I was touring with Usher in '94 on oh, his wow. first album. It was because of them two. Jaha Johnson, super executive, was my other one, another one of my college roommates. Yeah, Shanti, executive at LaFace. I remember Shanti coming to the college party. We could have been on Clark's campus or the warehouse, and she was like, "Yo," she said. You know what you should do when you spin? This is Shanti telling me, you should talk when you spin. That, mm. That'll differentiate between you between it'll differentiate you um, between you and these other DJs. If you talk, she's like the other DJs need people to talk for them. But if you talk while you're spinning, it'll separate you from the pack. Part, not only am I a good DJ technically, but vocally, I bring energy. So let's say like a Monica yes. song or Usher song or Kenny yes. Hilson song. But the battery was put in my back because of Shanti. And then Jaha was Shaha's Jaha was Shanti's intern at LaFace. And when they were and obviously I know you know Jaha. Yeah, of course. Um, That's my man. Um when they were putting the Usher package together, this is first album Usher do this probably when I first met him, twelve at the time. Wow. When they were putting that movement together it was yo he needs a dj that is relative to the college audience but it was shanti who saw me it's like you go into the rucker and somebody like yo yo get get number 12 get get him get yes. him she spotted you she so credit check to them so you've been what okay so, the beginning. Yeah. so so we have so before we wrap we got we have one game we want to play with you right mm-hmm. uh we call it put your money where your mouth is right mm-hmm. and you didn't tell me about that one uh-uh. <laughs> I, and I mind so you, I'm saying that in a good way. In a and good no, but way. and my mind you, I texted, said, "Did somebody tell him?" And they was like, "Yeah, you know, go, go." I'm like, okay, but okay. So here's the game, right? The game is called "Put yeah. Your Money Where Your Mouth Is." Uh, we give you three options, and you have to answer. You have to pick one to sign, one to develop, and oh, one okay. to drop. See, Don, Don, we trust you, man. Here we go. Now, let's give it up for our producer, Don Vito, man. He don't get no credit with his tight shirt on. He don't get no credit. That's my bro right there. That polo piece is fresh. That's, it is, right? We, we're not going to front on him. That polo piece so, is fresh. So what we do is we give you, uh, we'll say, three options. You got to pick one to sign, one to put in development, 
and one to send home, the drop. If you don't answer, <laughs> the reason why it's called put your money where your mouth is, because if you don't answer, you have to donate $20 to a nonprofit for young kids, creatives, uh, the Creative Academy, right? It's for, but you can just ask them. It's, it's fun, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you, so, so I like to do a minimum of five. So I got five good ones for you. I feel like the first one is too easy. I'm not going to do the first one. It's too easy. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to start right here. And it could be anything. I'm not going to just do artists. It could be anything. So here's go. DJ Clue, Ron G, Kid Capri. We got to sign one. We got to drop one. And we got to put one in development. Drop. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to get I, I I got this. Okay. I would... Sign Ron G. Okay. Right? I would sign Ron G because Ron G's blend, his blend tapes were the architect for modern R&B, the, the, the R&B that used hip-hop. They stole that sound from Ron G tapes. Like, one, I know because I interviewed him. Two, I know because yeah. I saw the culture grow. So the, the reason why Monica was singing over... Um, LL's uh, backseat of my Jeep was because Ron G made popular putting R&B acapellas oh, over wow. Made it popular. Don't There's, take it personal. Was LL backseat of my Jeep crazy? Period. Okay. Dallas, that Dallas doing that was because of the energy that Ron G created. Well, no, no, he didn't create. He made. He so, made. Popular. So he signed Ron G. Who are we putting in development, and who are we sending home? Clue or Kid Capri? Man, listen. Or the kids could just get some Chick Fil A on you tomorrow. It's just, <laughs> and no one loses in this case. <laughs> oh, he thinking hard about this one. Somebody I'm gonna donate go. twenty dollars. Twenty dollars for the kids, everybody. What's up, I thought you was gonna kids? get the rolling. Back to giving the kids that stuff. I'm a, I'm a All right, cool. All right, cool. Uh, compound visions, velvet room. That's the other one I was trying to figure okay, out. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a little. Asterix, a little caveat. Which Velvet Room? See, so I'm, I'm a dig because the first Velvet Room was all the way downtown. The, I'm talking about the one, the the this, the one that the big one that he built that was like up on 25. That one, we we that's the second that one. one. We sending that back. That was the bigger oh, one. We dropping. Okay, we dropping. So we dropping Velvet Room. Okay, cool. Top. We dropping off top. So what are the other options? Compound, uh, Compound Vision Velvet Room. I'm I'm signing. Compound, Definitely. circa a certain time period. Um, visions I'm putting in development. Really, I ain't gonna lie. Vision was that. Vision was the originator of like the Tuesday after it release. Was, but that was the start of that was the start of when the party stopped being about the party. Depending on, depending on what night you went, that was the start of the the party not being about the party. It was about. A certain element walking in the room. We're just gonna leave it there. That's true. We're gonna leave it there. That's true. All right, cool. I'm gonna just give you this one. Usher, R. Kelly, Chris Brown. We on Mars Records right now. We on Mars Record right now. We trying to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm working for you. I'm like, who you want me to go sign. get? Well, we're we're, we're signing. <laughs> we're signing Usher. He's of already course signed, we are. right? We're putting Chris in. In I'm gonna remix the answer. We're putting Chris and Kels in development. Chris got a lot of maturing. He got a lot of maturing to do as a as a man. He got a. I was clearly I was at that show. It was Usher's birthday party last year. I mean, it was Usher's birthday concert. We was in Vegas. 
and we brought Chris Brown out to be a special guest. Yes. And on a, it, it was a moment. It, if you guys go back and you look at this moment, Usher puts his hands on Chris's shoulder, and, and I forget the exact words that he used, but basically he's, his point was, we love you, we need you to get right. We need you. We need you to right. be the we need you right. that you are. Yeah. We don't need you tattoos and all this. We don't need you with these drug accusations. We don't need that. We need Chris Brown to be here. Yeah. Like, like there's room for two kings. Usher was essentially saying, we need you to be here and win with us because you win, you help your homeboy's family out. You inspire the Chris Brown and the Usher of 2024. We need you to be here. I don't think there's enough people around Chris Brown saying to him, or maybe there's maybe there's a ton of well, people it, saying it. It, it has he, to come from somebody he respects. Mm-hmm. And he got to listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like, and then, so, not not to be on no high horse. Oh, for sure. But Kels, someone needed to do the same thing with Kels. Like, look, bro, what you, you whatever it is you're doing behind them closed doors with, with whatever, stop. Got you. Because he's a king. Musically, he's a king, but that the other stuff, someone needed to shake him up. Somebody, an OG needed to beat him up and be like, yo, dude, you wild. Yeah, you tripping. Yeah, <laughs> it's tripping. Last one. Kanye, Jay-Z, Drake. Damn, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to go. Okay, who, who's got to? Kanye got to go. Oh, you said okay. that a little too easy. Yeah, yo. Okay, who's, that, who you signing? I'm signing. I'm signing Hove, and and then I'm developing Drake because you know. So we're all a lot of yeah. us are parents in here. You know, your kid plays sports, and the coach says, "Yo, your son is very coachable." Drake is very coachable. Like Drake is a student of, of the culture. Of the, yeah. So me saying me um, developing that's that's not a that's not a detriment. You he Drake studies. Yeah. He studies southern hip hop. He studies. Uh, European hip hop. That's, that's why. That's why he doesn't miss. That's why he because he. I tell people he called him a culture vulture. Oh, I whispered that, but, yeah. <laughs> but I heard you. Damn. Nah, but yo, he, I, mean, he, I mean, he 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 doesn't miss. He, he but here's the thing, everything. though. Just because someone doesn't have a natural skill, like Kobe Bryant is a, a incredible basketball player, but he bit everything Michael Jordan did. Okay. So my thing is, is that as long as you do it with honor. No, seriously, okay. as long as you do it with honor and you honor right like you. And Drake has never went outside of that, so I'll give him that. I'll yeah. take that. I'm, I'm signing Hove. Um, who, who are the three? Drake, Hove. Drake, Hove, yay. Yeah, yeah, Kanye got to go. That rhetoric, the, <clears throat> the, the, you know, um, Hitler was a good guy rhetoric. Uh, I'm down with, I'm down with, um, nah, yo, that, I'm down with um, um, 45 Trump. Like, nah, nah. Trying to tell you. <laughs> no. Tamira asked the last question. Uh, right. So, but before I do say that, that was a really good way to look at it as far as coachable because you can't tell Yeezy nothing. So that was a really good way to approach it. Um, so this is the God Show. So I have to ask you, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog? I'm a goat. Yeah. Fucking right. Love when that He said it fast too. Point blank period. Well, I, I just want to let you know, you better ask that goat, because I'm like, bro, <laughs> yeah, it's, me, it's, yeah. it, it is a it is a it is a, a a skill to be able to be a real great DJ. And thank you, man. I can't think of no one above you. I ain't saying that you above everybody, because you know, I know a lot I got a lot yeah, of DJ yeah. homies, but I can't think of no one who is above you, like as far as like 
keeping the party. And I can't wait. Oh, I gotta go. And I, I can't wait to come to the next Usher show because I'm going to come early because I want to see you yeah. rock. Yo, we have that. I have that room so oh, lit. Wow. It's, it's, yo, man. It So, doors open at 8. Usher comes around between 9 and 9.30. You're, the minute you walk in the door, you oh, are wow. involved in the experience. So, okay. Usher, other artists sell you a concert usher selling you an experience it's like like you know how when you Love buy that. you got a, you got a rolex on your arm yeah. you know you go to the ad and it's different yeah. it's just different like they sit you down you buy the watch they they tell you the history behind yeah. the presidential it's an experience they, that's what that is it, and it's, it's 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 peppered with atlanta all over it yeah then the kid comes out like yo he's a cross between between Marvin Gaye and Sammy and, and, and Sugar Ray Leonard, like you know how Sugar Ray yeah. Leonard looks when he looked when he was when he was in his heyday. Yeah, like, no homo, like Usher, like like, like real put together, yeah, got that shit. Yes, yeah. But Usher comes out with the fly Marvin Gaye esque suits, like he's giving you the business. And I don't want to give too much away, but yo, when when he starts, you're getting two two and a half hours. Yeah, I about to say, and I'm not gonna lie. He to me, I always say he's the perfect R&B artist. Mm-hmm. Like he's the perfect, like he, he literally skipped no steps. None. He still can do everything he could do. And yo, the niggas does the handstand. And yeah, in the middle of the show. And holds it, by the way. Yeah. Yo, like he still does it. And he's 40 something years old. He does it with one hand, with the hand, legs up. I'm watching this cat. Like, how the fuck you doing yo, that? Son, how you doing it? One, yo, one night, I know we got to go, but one night at an after party, B Cox was spinning in one room. I, we was all there, and I tapped out. It's like four, yeah. four thirty. We got a show the next day. I still ain't getting this group. Like I said, to him, <laughs> I said, "Yo, I got a show tomorrow." I don't know about you. Exactly. I, I can't. I, I don't want to get fired. I'm yeah, going to exactly. Hey, yo, yo, dude is a king, man. And, and again, he not only is he making Atlanta proud, definitely that he's making his mother proud, but he's making fans of black music proud because oh, the, the the cat is in. Jordan in his prime uh, uh, shape. He is Mamba mentality. Yep. And he's proving it every night. Exactly. No, I love it. I just want to say this before we wrap. You are invited to come do the culture report anytime. <laughs> this is the interview process. Like we just, this is a show where it's the Mars show. Mm-hmm. But we also do a show once a week where we talk about everything in culture and just go I've in. I've seen the clips. And, and, and I'm letting you know, we don't invite everybody. I'm letting you know, anytime you text me, because Mars hit me. I put out a clip and Mars like, I got to come out. I, I hit Jack down and said, yo, <laughs> yo, get him on right now. I don't care. I'm trying to get on here. Because yeah. one, I respect I respect the opinion. Um, some people have more opinion than they have um, history. Yep. Right? Like, it, it's the unfounded opinions. Yeah. Um, and I get it. Yeah. But at least the opinion I see from the both of you guys on here, it's founded in in research and history. Yes. And, and for me, know. and for me, it's like I, I speak from a different perspective. I speak from the kitchen. Some mm-hmm. people might, some people speak from servants. So for me, it's yeah. like when I say I'm only speaking from the place of if you cooking, this is how you better be thinking because I cook. And I know how I've been able to been here. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say this. Yo, brother, thank you. We celebrate you. You are a GOAT. By the way, I'm going to bring... I'm, I want you to look at, shout out to our uh, 
our sponsor, Tote and Carry. I want you to look at it because I'm bringing something special, but I'm gonna bring something for you when I next time I come to the show. I'm gonna have a gift for you. Paris, so I, Paris, or, or, I'm, or I'm, I'm probably gonna come to Vegas before, but Paris for sure. I'm gonna have a gift for you. I'm gonna bring something to Paris for you because I want you to see it. But. Nice. Just look at it. So shout out to Toad and Carrie. <laughs> Yo, she means subliminal. Yeah, I, I, I already oh, got yeah. some stuff coming for you. <laughs> oh, and yeah. this is the God Show. Shout out to DJ Mars. And we are out. Yeah. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.